All right, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and today we got must draft wide receivers. These are my guys that I'm getting after the top 50 picks in pretty much every single one of my drafts. Every single best ball league, I'm not leaving without one of them. I ain't fucking leaving, bro. I ain't leaving without one of them. And these are guys I need on every one of my teams, man. So before I even get into that, go down below, subscribe, leave a like, comment, uh, and just tell me, tell me if you agree, disagree. Let me know if you even have other receivers that you think I should go over in future videos. But I'm going to be releasing content probably three times a week from now until week one of the NFL season, man. So stay tuned, stay updated, man, get subscribed. And before I waste any more of your time or I waste any more of my time. I tell my girlfriends who are playing their first time to look at it like you're packing for a trip and this would be your season. Let's go. All right, first up, we got DJ Shark, and y'all better put some respect on my boy's fucking name, bro. I'm tired of, of all this. Uh, oh, everybody in the barbershop tell me this, tell me that DJ Shark ain't this, DJ Shark ain't that. Bro, shut the fuck up, bro. DJ Shark was the wide receiver 17 in points per game last year in 0.5 PPR leagues. With 73 catches, 1,008 yards, and 8 touchdowns, man. He's getting drafted right now at the wide receiver 22. What am I missing here? He had 7 top 24 finishes in the 15 games he played. And this was just as a sophomore receiver. And he was getting ball stolen from Gardner Minshew and Big Dick Nick Foles, bro. These are sorry quarterbacks in a sorry offense. And he still finished at wide receiver 17, man. What's even more impressive is that he didn't even get super peppered with targets. He was 28th in target share among receivers with a 21.8% target share. And hes I feel like he's just scratching the surface of the player that he's going to be, man. This is a guy, he's 24 years old and he's going to improve. He, he's, this guy, DJ Charks, he's no joke, bro. He's a legit fucking prospect. When you look at his player profile, this wasn't by mistake, man. DJ Chark was a second round pick and he has blazing speed. He ran a 4-3-4. Uh, in the 98th percentile. And that makes sense because he had the 14th most deep targets among receivers with 25, man. He is a Devontae Parker, AJ Green type build. And he's going to be entering year two with Gardner Minshew. With all this COVID stuff going on, the other receivers in the offense, like LaVisca Chenault, they're going to be behind. The This chemistry that DJ Chark built with Minshew last year is going to be super, super important for his growth this year. So they already have that chemistry. And Jacksonville's going to be throwing the ball a lot. They have a 4.5 win total, man. They're going to be asked. They're going to be behind in games, and there's going to be so much garbage time, bro. Remember uh, when Blake Bortles had Alan, Her or Alan Hearns and he had Alan Robinson, and it was just garbage time TD after garbage time TD. This is going to be the kind of Jaguars we're seeing this year, man. I think when you look at it, D.D. Westbrook's Chanel, they're not going to be factors on offense. They're not going to take targets away from DJ Chark. His target should go up. He's going to have more rapport with Minshew. And at wide receiver 22, I feel like you're truly getting him at his floor. And I feel like I'm even too low on him. I only have him as my wide receiver 17. And as we went over before, he was the wide receiver 17 in 0.5 points per game as a sophomore. And if you if you take out those last two weeks, because he, he, he suffered an ankle sprain in week 14. If you take out weeks 17, 16, and 15, he was the wide receiver 8 in points per game in that span. You're getting that wide receiver 22. This is a guy, if he's there in the 5th, 6th round, I, I'm taking him every single time. Second on this list, we got Michael Gallup. And this feels like another 30 receiver that's just not getting any love. He's going to the 701. As the wide receiver 29, he finished as a top 24 receiver or better in seven of his 14 games. And he he had 66 catches for 1,107 yards and six touchdowns in 14 games. So with this stat line, he, he finishes as a top 24 option or better in 50% of his games 
as a flex option. He was a flex option last year, and he's a flex option this year where you're getting him in, in drafts. And he was a wide receiver 15 in points per game, just two spots behind Amari Cooper who was in that same offense. If you had Gallup on your team, bro, if you had Gallup on your team last year, you knew about it, bro. The guy, he, he was making play after play, and he was a great flex option, and he was even a stud wide receiver two for a little bit uh, when he wasn't hurt. Now, like I said, Amari Cooper only finished two spots ahead of Michael Gallup, man. And Michael Gallup even out-targeted Amari Cooper on a points per, uh, on a per-game basis. Uh, Michael Gallup had 8.1 targets per game, and Amari Cooper only had 7.4. So this offense, it's very much probably Amari Cooper 1A, Gallup 1B. And it, it's, that's not what the public perception is if he's going out wide receiver 29. And it's mainly because everybody's scared about CeeDee Lamb. Now, if, it was, if CeeDee Lamb didn't get drafted to the, to the Cowboys, I think right now Gallup would be a top 24 wide receiver in that like alternate Thanos fucking universe somewhere else. If, if CeeDee Lamb never goes to the Cowboys, Michael Gallup, top 24 wide receiver, ADP right now, book it. The Cowboys love CeeDee Lamb. They want uh, CeeDee Lamb to be that next great homegrown Cowboys receiver. And it's kind of disrespectful to Gallup, but I don't see it hurting Gallup in 2020. Now, 2021, 2022, that's when we're going to see Gallup have to start taking a backseat. He's probably going to get pushed out of Dallas. But for the time being, it's fine because they have 190 vacated targets. This is coming from Jason Wynn and Randall Cobb leaving, and there should be enough volume available for Michael Gallup to get around that eight targets per game number that he got last year. Now, CeeDee Lamb, he shouldn't command more than 80 to 100 targets uh, from that 190. That's what that Metcalf had 100 targets last year, and he led all rookie receivers despite that being a historic rookie class. So Lamb's only going only gonna to take around 40 to 50% of those vacated targets. Gallup should still get his, and the rest will probably go to Jarwin and every other uh, fourth, fifth, sixth option. Gallup, his volume is completely safe to me. I don't see CD taking away from it in year one. And Lamb will only will only increase Gallup's efficiency because he's going to improve that offense. Now you got Jason Witten the fuck out of there. We got Kellen Moore. I know y'all see saw those games where Kellen Moore was really scoring with the Cowboys, man. This is going to be a high-powered offense. And the defense is going to be double-teaming Amari Cooper. Worrying it, they're going to be filling the box for Ezekiel Elliott. And this is why Gallup is going to get open. He's going to get volume, and he's going to be efficient with that volume. Last year, he was 10th in yards per reception and 12 in yards per target. This is because what Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper does. Gallup, he's not an insanely good receiver. He's a third-rounder. He's pretty solid, but he's not an elite-level receiver. He's not a top-15 receiver like his point scoring said. But what he is is he's going to take advantage of that opportunity with all of the the resources being spent to other parts of that offense. So we don't have to worry about CeeDee Lamb or his volume getting taken away from Michael Gallup. So if you're getting him at wide receiver 29, he's a great flex option, and he's a guy who's definitely in the conversation to be a wide receiver two this season. I think that everybody's just sleeping on him, and he's a great value in the seven. Last up, we got Deontay Johnson, and right now he's going to 10 one as the wide receiver 43 right now. And I think it's because a lot of people are sleeping on him because the rookie wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, it was a historic year last year. So many rookies outshined Deontay Johnson that it's hard to remember that he also had a good season. Now, last year he had Duck Hodges. He had fucking Mason Rudolph. Deontay had ass behind center, bro. It was it was terrible. And he still managed to leave. He led all rookie wide receivers in receptions despite being third in targets behind Metcalf and McLaurin. Johnson, he didn't only lead receivers in a stat. He led the NFL in uh, target separation. He averaged 2.39 yards of separation on every target this year. First in the NFL, he was putting cornerbacks on skates, bro. This is with terrible quarterback efficiency. He was outside the top 50 wide receivers in target accuracy and target quality last year. He was getting 
the shittiest of shit targets thrown to him. And he still was up there with the big dogs of last year's rookie class. And this is a guy that I see taking that second year jump like Michael Gallup and DJ Chark did last year. They were getting slept on in drafts and you were getting them in the in the middle middle to late rounds. Not, not so much Chark. He was going undrafted, but Gallup was one of those guys that you're targeting. And I think that Deontay Johnson is going to have a similar ascension, man. This year, he gets an actual quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. He had all that time off. He's coming back. I think he means business, bro. He's putting the porn hub down, dude. Time to get serious for the NFL season. But look, the only real concern for Deontay Johnson, everyone's like, oh, well, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be back back this year. He's not going to be on that, on that nonsense he was on last year. He's going to be back for real this year. Well, look, in Johnson's four top 13 weeks, three of them were with Juju Smith-Schuster. So he can produce with Juju on the field. And Deontay Johnson, he's not getting his snap, snaps in the slot. So Juju's going to come into the slot. And if anything, he's going to help Deontay Johnson. He's going he's gonna to get more open underneath. You're going to have Juju with the intermediate and, and long routes. And they're going to they're gonna be coming in and doing crossing routes. But Deontay Johnson's going to find his. This is a guy in Ben Roethlisberger who's had numerous seasons with, with more than one fantasy-relevant receiver. You know, you got Mike, the Mike Wallace seasons, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown, Juju, and all of them intertangling and, and having combinations with each other. Ben Roethlisberger, he's going to throw it a lot. He's, he can keep more than one wide receiver fantasy relevant. And I love Johnson as that, that late round dart throw, like somewhere in like the, in the eighth to 10th round. And he's a great person to have on your flex spot that can, that can work his way into a wide receiver two flex option on the weekly basis. All right, man, you've made it this far. I really appreciate it, man. And if you're one of the uh, one of my 43 subscribers, man, I appreciate you even more. And if you're not a part of my 43 subscribers, go down below, become a part. If you're at the end of the video, if you made it this far, man, stick around. I got plenty of content coming out in the future. Make sure you follow me at Ron Stewart underscore on Twitter. Comment down below if you enjoyed the video or you want me to make a video on a player that you're targeting in drafts. And as always, man, I'll see you in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm critical. My nitty bag, my kitty boots. I got the juice, I got the juice.